to the Take Control Podcast. Brandy is here. It's Kiyom. Stereo. And we are back with another episode. We do have a guest today. Um, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself before we get into the show. My name is Nate, Nate Jamison. Uh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a life coach. And I work with the youth, colleges, high schools, elementary schools. I'm all over the place. Okay. I didn't know you was a life coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for about two years now. About two years. I need some help. <laughs> we can do. talk about it. We can make it happen. Okay, great. We can make it happen. Great. Um, some help too. Yeah. <laughs> she was looking like help. you can whisper to me wink if you need some help. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple shout outs this week. I do want to shout out Higher Hookah Lounge. Uh, if you are not following them, you can follow them at Higher Hookah. The address is 1020 North Fourth North Fourth Street. Excuse me, that's in downtown Columbus. Uh, do not forget to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram is Take Control podcast our twitter is take control pod our facebook is take control podcast and you can email us at take control podcast at gmail.com so jump right into the show before we get started uh we do have to say rest in peace to kobe bryant Mm -hmm. um i don't want to get emotional about it so I'm just really sad about the news. Um, I'm praying for his wife and his daughters. I can't even imagine um, the pain that they're experiencing right now and the other people who were on the helicopter that lost their lives as well. My thoughts and prayers are with them. Do you guys have anything to add to that? Yeah, my biggest thing, like first thing that hit me when that happened, first of all, nobody knows this about me, but Kobe was like my basketball husband. I've always freaking adored him. And the saddest thing that I thought about was, like, when I heard the news of, like, his daughter being on there is, like, as a parent, like, obviously, like, I'm not a parent yet. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but I'm not a parent yet. But, like, I thought about it even as my, like, little sister was next to me. Like, me having to look at her and be like, this is it. Like, what do you say? How do you do that? What do you tell them? Like, that's awful. And for his wife now to have to bury her daughter and her husband, like... Mm -hmm. My biggest fear is, like, losing my father and losing a husband and their family just lost both. And I can't, I can't even imagine, like, like, coming back from that. That's, that's hard. I don't know. I mean, y'all know I don't like stuff like this. So I don't really know what to say. Just, I know, like, a lot of people were saying life is too short, which we all say whenever everyone dies we say life is too short which is true but just you know I don't know I'm gonna just shut up because never mind okay I'll say it for later because I don't want to say nothing negative not about him dying but just I mean life is too short please tell people you love them but I feel like it's too short to deal with people that don't appreciate you too yeah that's facts that's facts that's real yeah I know for me it was it just hit me like out of nowhere, I was walking to my little cousin's basketball game, and my cousin called me. I mean, my dude called me like, yo, bro, Kobe just died. And I'm like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, bro, Kobe Bryant just died. I'm like, dude, I'll call you back. So I hung up the phone, and then I started researching and seeing, like, how he died. And I think that's what hit me the most. I'm like, a helicopter crash? Right. 
And then news started to come out about his daughter being on it with him. And I'm like, bruh, this can't be real. But I mean, like she was saying, you know, life is short. You got to cherish the people that you love. But just terrible news. I know it affected my whole mood yesterday. I know it affected me today. I really didn't want to do nothing, to be honest. But Well, thanks for uh, coming out. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Rest in peace, Kobe. We Rest love you, bro. Rest in peace, Kobe. And Gigi. And everybody else. Yeah, definitely um, everybody else. So I, like I said, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because, like everyone else said, it was just, oh, it's a sad day. I, I feel really heavy. Um, so I just want to move on into our show. And I want to jump into uh, a question that we found on the shade room. And I want to get everybody's opinion. So says even if a woman is paying for a date she should always give the man her money beforehand <laughs> that way he can pay for the date <laughs> who put this on here i did not first of all you i put this on here i didn't do that oh, that was god because I, I, I didn't do that, that. <laughs> i did not put that on there <laughs> hold on <laughs> uh, uh, i put the one under here but i did not <clears throat> anyway um, I don't know. You know, Brandy got a bad memory. You could have been her. I, I, you. I remember what question. I just wanted to know if y'all agreed. Like, oh, so you so put it on there. I was asking who put it on there. So oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I just don't see the point. Like, by the time I pull my money out, hand you my money, the check could have been to pay. My we thing is, right? one, I'm not doing that to make you feel better, like you did something, and you shouldn't be embarrassed. I like paying for my man's meal or whatever it is sometimes, so it's just like, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to reread it, because I'm like, oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, if it's that deep where like I got to pay for it, I'll just pay for it. Like I don't need you, I don't need to hand it to you to like make your your manhood not be hurt if that's the term like it's okay like i'll support you you support me type shit you know what i'm saying sorry i have a follow-up question no, but can't. i'll let you answer first it, it doesn't make sense to me at all if you literally feel like handing him the money for him to hand to the waitress or the server is going to make a difference then y'all need to reevaluate some stuff mm, if that know. if his ego is that fragile that he's like no 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 let me pay for it <laughs> with your money. Y- y'all need to talk. Y'all need to have a, some. Y'all need to have some conversations because that's no. So that is reminding me of a conversation I was having with someone. They were saying like, if a guy asks you on a date, like, cause you know he's trying to get to know you, and I think it's like the first date or whatever, and like right before y'all go, he's like, oh, by the way, we're paying for ourselves. Would you still go and would you be offended? Hmm. Mm, that's a good question. I think I would go, but that would show me... I think I would still go, but... This reminds me of the food nigga conversation we was having. <laughs> um, I think I would still go, but I don't know. Depending on how the date went, I don't know if I would go on a second date. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're always, I'm going to eat my dinner. I'm going to eat my snack. Yeah. But I don't know, at, you know if we would have a second date after that. Because, like, you could have let me know, and I would have just, you know, maybe ate dinner before and then just had a drink with you type shit. Or, right. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> you said that he he tells you right before y'all go on the date? Or yeah, so you already agreed to go. Right. But right before, like an hour before y'all about to go, he's like, oh, by the way, 
Um, mm. I think I was side-eyed. Like, you could have said something sooner. Um, I don't know anymore if somebody spending money on me equals interest in me. So, going Dutch on a date isn't a thing. Like, it's not a big deal for me. If that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. But I also said I would go to a coffee shop as a first date, too. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I, I would appreciate him telling me a little bit sooner. Right. You know what I mean? Because it could be an off week for me, depending on where we're going. I may mm-hmm. not need to spend the money, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So, it would have been considerate for him to say something sooner than an hour before <laughs> the date. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I feel like... It should be discussed beforehand, so yeah. I would side side eye as well. But I just feel like, on one hand, I feel like if you're trying to pursue me and get to know me and take me out, I feel like you should pay because I feel like us paying for it ourselves is we friends. I, me too. See, I'm starting to think that like first dates is almost like okay, I noticed you. However, I noticed you. Whatever the case may be, I would like to just talk further. To even know if I'm actually interested in you. Because a first day, all that says is I'm attracted to you. I might like, if we're looking at social media, okay, I like what you post. I think you're cute. But I really don't know you. So I really don't know if I like you. Like I said, it could always turn into like a networking thing versus a romantic thing. So it's kind of like the first day, mm, it kind of, we'll just see how it goes. Then the second time, if there is a second time, now this is a day I, I expect you. You're growing. I am. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So are you saying essentially that that initial before the quote-unquote first date should always be Dutch? Like, you should just go Dutch? I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. But like I said, this is me growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just thinking about it, if I was a man, I don't want to spend $100 on somebody that I don't know. And it might be a That's horrible facts. day. That's facts. Just being complete, or even as a That's woman, facts. if I decide to take somebody on a first date, I don't want to spend $100 and I don't like you. Like, yeah. and you're just... A horrible time you know what I mean so mm-hmm. going Dutch on the first date to me it's like oh, like I said it's kind of like almost an interview stage to see like okay you might just be mm-hmm. somebody I can do business with you might just be somebody I'm cool with mm-hmm. or okay I like you I want to go on a second date and this is maybe going to be a romantic thing mm-hmm. right I'm evolving I don't know yeah. <laughs> okay all right okay so transitioning into <laughs> Dating just being all the way around the board confusing. Um, <laughs> there's another post that we've seen, and it says, Since y'all don't know how to date, <clears throat> and it breaks down the different levels. So, talking, it says, We exchange numbers, do things on a friendship level, and maybe even had sex. Testing the waters to see if it's, <clears throat> if it's a growing interest. Dating. We are spending time together doing various activities, movies, bowling, concerts, dinner, etc. As friends with a mutual interest in each other, but we still are allowed to talk to other people. Mm. Dating exclusively. We are dating. However, we have cut off all other people we're interested in to focus on us getting to know each other better. Relationship. We have made a mutual agreement to become a couple. It's just you and me. Point blank period. Mm. So that's the breakdown. What y'all think? Okay, so I put this one on here. I remember putting this on here. <laughs> I've seen this and I screenshotted it. Because for me, I've always struggled with the different levels and what they mean. So my breakdown is if we're talking, talking to me was kind of almost what the dating one was. Like, or I'm sorry, not the dating one. The um, 
the dating exclusively. And people always tell me that I have the talking term wrong. Mm. Talking to me meant like, y'all are getting it serious so you've cut off your other people and now y'all are like talking to each other only to move to that step forward. People are like, no, talking is like, you, you're interested in each other but y'all still messing with other people. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where the hell I went wrong type shit. And then, um, yeah, it was just confusing. So I wanted to know like, do y'all get the stages confused? And then dating to me would be like, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're actively going on dates. Like 2018, I spent dating, like casually dating. I wasn't anybody's boyfriend or girlfriend. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. I was just dating people. And then a relationship to me, I think it would be dating. So apparently I'm wrong. I think it would be dating, talking, relationship. But apparently it's talking, dating, dating exclusively, and then relationship. So I'm... Am I tripping? As no. I've gotten older, we have learned that there is levels to everything. Yes, yes. So yeah, I, I 100% agree with this. Now, younger me, I would have been right with you. Like, we talking, we talking, we exclusive. Yeah, but as I've gotten older, no, it's levels. It's, it's levels. Mm-hmm. I think I just have the terms wrong. Yeah. Like, from off rip. Mm-hmm. That's not what I think. The first person I ever talked to, maybe we both had the agreement of. It's just us. We're about to get into a relationship. It can be situational. Yeah, and that's what Facts. I think it is. Yeah. Because, well, that's true because a couple of, I think for me, we've all had the discussion where, like, you know, when you casually date somebody and they think that, that you, that's your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No. I've had those issues. So I think it is situational. But I think the first time I ever ran into the term talking, I was given the understanding that it was like, no, it's just me and you and we're about to become boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's not that's not what it is. And then, and you know, as we start to get older, like communication is key. Oh so God. it's like we got to really be clear and have clarity on where we stand. Because if we don't, one of us may think it's more than what it right. is. Then that's when feelings get hurt, expectations, yeah. and stuff just starts getting weird. So I know as I'm getting older, off the bat, if you're somebody who I'm like serious about and you serious about me, we need to talk and figure like like we gotta strategize. I feel like, yeah, cause we just not about to just be going with the flow, yeah, talking. Nah, that. we gotta figure this out. What are we doing? Are we gonna be exclusive? How are we doing this? Right. I mean, it's a lot of exclusive people, and people still like exclusive. <laughs> I mean, that, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Period. Poo. True. <laughs> I think I will almost take the talking definition just completely off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either we're friends and it's just we're friends, sex is off the table um, for me. Um, and then dating, I agree with that. Dating exclusively, I also um, agree with that. And then the relationship. But the talking part, I think it's just too much of a blurred line. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just look. It should maybe it should stay the talking. It should be friends. Yeah, it just they exclusively relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would I would take for me I would take the talking off because if I just go and hang out with a person a couple times, I don't want to be like yeah we used to talk or we used to date. yeah no 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 no, no. Mm-hmm. yeah no nah, we was kicking it because like, if I don't down. like you it don't count. Yeah, <laughs> erase it, erase it. Yeah. No, I agree, and that's why I said like I think the dating for me, the dating for me, like this definition is correct. Like we would go when I was casually dating, like that's what it was. We would go out as friends, like we had that mutual interest. But I also let everybody know that I was dating. That like I'm not your girlfriend, you're not my boyfriend. <laughs> like that's not that's not what we're doing here. And they, some people were cool with it, and then some people got the misunderstanding of like, oh well, I thought we were like. A couple, buddy. 
already told you that we're not. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely take talking off the board. Um, so this is where I think. I think Dario put this on here. Did you put this on here? Well, I ain't put it on here. Who did you choose? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. Seems so bad. the question is, who would you choose and why? A person that seems to be everything you want on paper and in the same place in life as you or a person that you can truly connect with on every level wants the same things eventually but just is not in that space. This is tough. I would 100% go with the second choice. Reason being, I don't want to waste my time in the sense of like the first one, like they seem like it's cool. It seems like it's everything you want. Um, but for me, if I, for me, I've always fell for like that connection, that bond, that genuine, mm-hmm. that genuine love, genuine relationship. <laughs> Quit rolling your eyes. So wait, does the first one apply that y'all don't have a connection, but they're good on paper? I think so. They're good on paper. Okay. Yeah. Y'all are in the same place. Yeah. I would not want that. I would want the second one. I want to be, I want us to have that connection and like that genuine friendship. And like, I want us to, you know, be friends and have a deep connection just naturally, not forced. So for me, I'd rather just we play it by ear and see if it works one day, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna have to agree, and see I'm gonna go back to like kind of a spiritual aspect because I feel like just because it's it could be the right person at the wrong time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if we connect on that level and we have a lot of things in common, and if I feel like we can build one day, but the timing just may not be right, I would definitely go with that. Yeah. And I'm going to just trust God and be like, yo, if it's meant to be, it'll happen one day. Okay, so let me ask you this because that was a question I think on our last show about right person, wrong time. Mm -hmm. Do you make it the right time? What do you mean do you make it the right time? So if you're dating a a young lady Mm -hmm. and everything seems to be perfect, but it's just bad timing for whatever reason, but you would risk losing this person because it's the wrong time or would you make it the right time? I feel like if we try to make it the right time, then we may get outside of God's will, if okay. that makes sense. And then once you get outside, outside of God's will, that's when you start, he's going to teach you some lessons. Wow. He's like, you're outside of my will. you got to be patient. But that's tough, though. Life because, coach. But that's tough, though, because then it's like, if this is the right person, and I really, really feel like this is the right person, am I going to risk losing them? And then am I just going to be out here just scattered mm-hmm. with a bunch of people? And when I think wrong time, I think things that are controllable. So let's just say you just out here playing around or let's say you just have a busy schedule. That could also be a factor as to wrong time. Like I got a lot going on. For me, if I felt that strongly about somebody, it would be like, look, we're going to use the schedule thing because I don't want to be out here playing around. But (laughs) (laughs) um, we'll use the schedule thing because that's a real thing right now in my life. It's like, okay, I have X amount of days or I have X amount of hours. So that means I'm coming over here and majority I might fall asleep or whatever, but that's the time that I have to give. Like Mm -hmm. I would try to strategize, like you said, Mm -hmm. to show like this is my effort and make it the right time. So I mean something like that. And I feel like if you playing around – just don't play around no more. Like, it's not that hard to not. So I was thinking, like, because I kind of went through this similar situation with somebody not too long ago. I was about I it. felt like, <laughs> <laughs> so me and, me and the girl, this was from, like, June through December, okay? 
it was up and down, but as far as spirituality, as far as uh, maturity, as far as where we are in life, everything was going pretty good. But she was dealing with some trauma from the past that kept showing up, that's which was hindering her from moving forward with me. So that's, I, was, I wasn't thinking about the schedule things. I feel like you make time for what you want to get done. If you yeah. really want to make yeah. time for somebody, you'll you, do you it. You will. Yep. But yeah, trauma is a little bit. Yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I was you thinking. Really? Like, I, you know what I mean? I can't force it. If no, you're dealing yeah. with that, I can't yeah. be like, be selfish. Like, no, I right. need you all to me. So that's what I was kind okay. of thinking about in that case. You win. Okay. Life coach. That was a good answer. Okay. I mean, how do you choose? Because on one hand, like, I... I I automatically want to pick the person that I connect with, but at the same time, like just a situation that I've been in, if we're not on the same level, it's not going to work. So you're saying you would prefer somebody that like? No, I don't want nobody that's good on paper either. But what does that mean, good on paper? Like good on like social media? Like okay, let me say this. I'll I'll use this as an example. This is what I took from it. Okay, so I was with someone and um. Everything like he he wanted to get married. I wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. He was a had a good job. Mm-hmm. He was a good man all around, but we just didn't have that connection anymore. So that's good on paper to me. We yeah. want the same things, but we just don't connect anymore. Mm-hmm. Versus someone I do connect with, but we're just on two different pages, two different levels. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be unhappy either way. I I I see that like you can be in a stagnant stagnant place, but I think to I think for me it would be, be way more worth it to for somebody with that connection. But it just depends what the person is about. Because if we don't have to be on the same level, but you can be working towards that. But if you're not doing the right things and we ain't on the same level, I can't rock with that. Like, I'm just not. So let me offer a different perspective, though. The person was good on paper. There was a connection there at some point. It was lost. And I was just having this conversation with um, a friend of mine who is married. And I was just saying, like, maybe my idea of marriage is messed up. But I can't imagine getting so far away from why I married this person to now I want to leave them. Like, that's too extreme. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like if the connection was there, it's a possibility it could come back. With the work. Like, that's a lot of work that's involved. But... I, like I said, I just can't imagine falling that far out of love, me, mm-hmm. falling that far out of love with somebody where we can't get that back. And it may take some time versus I have a connection with you and we connect on so many levels, but you're just not in the space that I, I'm in and I don't really know if you're going to get there or not. You know what I mean? So, like, do I want to wait and Wait and wait you and wait. wait. Either way, how do if you if you work on it and then that connection doesn't come back, you still waiting. So just stay single. Let's just. Like through my experience, like through my experience with relationships, I had one where I was very like they're my best friend. We're really connected. Our bond is genuine. We never have to fight, force anything. And that's been my favorite and deepest relationship I've ever had. The other ones were kind of that surface level of like, oh, you know, he looks like he'd be a good husband. He looks like, you know, he could do this or he could do that. And then the person that was my best friend that has a genuine connection, all that, I knew that without having to force it on him, if that makes sense. Like, there was never a doubt that that's what it is. So, like, if, you know, 
if he needs time to get his stuff together, I'm not necessarily going to wait around for him because that's just pitiful. But I'm going to respect where he's at. And if God says that's your person, that's going to be your person eventually. It just is, you know. And for me, I've felt I felt that spiritually for one person out of the relationships I've had, and mm-hmm. I just have to hang on to that and believe that. But and I agree, I'm all for you know giving people the space to grow and you know become the person they're supposed to be if you're doing the right thing. Of course, yeah, and that's the biggest key though. Like if. If they're just telling you in you know stuff you want to hear, but they're not backing it up, I, bye. Sorry to that man, but you know what I mean. Like if if you know if it's serious or not, you know if they're serious or not, and you know if if it's worth working out mm-hmm. now, later, whenever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have. Well, was there anything else anybody wanted to add? No. Okay. That was deep. I put that one there before I realized that that really was my life. So. <laughs> I read it though and I liked it. I was like, Ooh, it's a good question. I like it. So the next question is, how do you know if someone cares about you? And this was also from Miss Darielle. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if that's the correct question to ask, but let me just give you a backstory. All right, so one day I was sitting at work and I was like, damn, this nigga ain't bought me flowers in like five months. And I was thinking about how like, my ex used to buy me flowers. Well, he didn't start off like that. He got there, and he used to give me flowers every week. Aww. So then I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, all right, this is what I want. This is what I expect. And if you care about me, you know I like flowers. You should buy me flowers. So on the other hand, I'm like, well, I have to accept the way he knows how to give me love. Just because he doesn't buy me flowers doesn't mean he don't care about me. Right. True. But on the other hand, so it was like, do you accept that? Or do you feel like if a person knows you like this, they should care about you enough to do it? I got a couple questions. Yeah. So you know what your love language is? Y'all know what the love language is? Yeah, we we talk. What's yours? So mine, my top one is words of affirmation. But I just, I'm a little bit of everything, though. And he's... And you've made it clear to him that you like getting flowers and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah. that's the first thing I thought about was the love language thing. And I realized how important that is, like, in relationships. Like, you really got to know, mm-hmm. like, because you can't really take something personal. Like, if that person doesn't touch you a lot, mm-hmm. you can't be like, oh, my God, I'm so ugly. I'm fat. He doesn't think I'm cute. <laughs> Right. My butt's not big enough. Right. He likes Keisha. You gotta be like, oh, he just doesn't, you know, he, he you know, mm-hmm. this is not what he, he be doing. Because um, I know for me, I struggled with that in the past before I knew what love languages were. And, like, I've had, like, one person was way too touchy-feely for me. Mm-hmm. And then the other person wasn't enough. And then now it's like a, you have, like, that perfect balance with somebody. So I think knowing their love language is important so I, I wouldn't completely dismiss it but I would be like buddy now you know I like flowers why well, I gotta tell you that six times but I wouldn't dismiss it as he just doesn't care about me because he don't give me flowers maybe he could care about you in the sense of like I brought you ice cream because I saw it in Kroger oh thanks or I don't know something some small gesture I don't know send you a text because he's bored and you look nice today and you go how do I know and he's like I don't know you always look nice words of affection I don't know I don't know. I wouldn't completely dismiss it, but I would definitely make it clear that you're bothered. But what were the expectations for the woman he was with previously, though? 
You feel what I'm saying? Because I feel like men only respond to what the woman set the bar as. Okay, and I agree with that. And I feel like I may be the most mature person he's ever dated and that held him accountable for his shit. Okay. You know? So it's like, it's a totally different ball game. And so we, I feel like we struggle. But at the same time, like I said, I don't like, I just, I'm, I took a lot of time to grow as a person, and I feel like I need somebody to match that. Or I need you mm-hmm. to be consistent with getting to where I'm at. Right. Because if we're constantly bumping heads and you're not meeting my needs but I'm meeting yours, what well, are we doing? That goes back to where I said when you're looking for a partner, they need to compliment you, not be like not be a burden on you or not or you feeling like you're less than them I guess if that makes sense like you almost want to find someone that's your equal and that can be like your partner mm, and you equal. guys compliment each other not taking from one or the other like you shouldn't have to throw life lessons at each other repetitively without you both gaining from them mm-hmm. like you guys can sit down and have those you know mature talks and like okay here's what bothers me here's what bothers me okay cool let's work it out but if it's you constantly one-sided constantly being like you did it again you did it again you did it again I don't have the time or energy for that. Clearly, you don't give a shit enough to change. So, I'm going to head out. All right, I'm going to head out. out. I'm going to head out. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Watching out the door. I don't know. Mm, That's deep. Yeah. So, is he, he, um, like, meeting your expectations in other areas? Like, is he showing you that he cares about you in other ways? (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? Why are you goofy? This is too personal. You put it. You brought it up. (laughs) But I wasn't trying to make it personal. Oh God, it's okay. I mean, yes, but no. Mm. I'll go into details once the mics go off. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I I don't know if I have an opinion in this. Um. I mean, generally, the question, how do you know if someone cares about you? I think you, I mean, I think you would just know. I think the person would do what they can to let you know that they care. Um, the flower thing, I I think it speaks, some things speak to character. You know what I mean? Like, it's just naturally in some people to get their girls flowers you know what I mean like and some people it's not and then take into consideration life happens and we're busy and I might just forget so you may need to remind me like it's all a conversation to have um but I think you just you got to look at people's character and know like I, I believe you can truly feel when somebody cares about you like it speaks in their actions not necessarily what they say it's, it's in their actions so I don't know um, all right, so. Dang, she's stressed. <laughs> she was yeah, stressed and like, I should have brought that one up. Right. <laughs> all right, so we are going to put the spotlight on our guest. Uh oh. Now. Um, so he already in- introduced himself. Um, so the first question on here, so I'm, before we get to the first question, I'm going to ask you a little bit about. Um, where you are right now in life because the first question says how's dating men on your spiritual journey so i'm assuming yeah give us your background yeah just my background in what dating or yourself first so okay let me start have you always been a believer in no on this walk with christ no 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 no. so give us the how we got here (laughs) (laughs) okay so all my life growing up 
I play basketball. I thought I was going to the NBA. I had a basketball tattooed on my arm. That was my thing. Um, when I transferred, so I went to uh, Ames Middle School, okay? I was recruited out of Ames to go to Northland by Coach Sully and them. They pulled me in to come play at Northland. So I went there my freshman year. My sophomore year, Coach Taylor came in because Coach Sully retired because Jared was going to the NBA. His son was going to the NBA. So we got a new coach in. Me and Coach T, we didn't really see eye to eye, so I ended up leaving the team, right? My attitude was horrible because I was good. But I was cocky, had a bad attitude. So I left the team, and um, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. Where can I go? So I transferred to Eastmore my junior year. So my junior year, I thought I was going to be able to play. AD told me I was going to be able to play the athletic director. Do y'all think I got to play? No. No. Wow. I had to sit out. So that serious? hurt my recruitment heavily. So this is my senior year at Eastmore. We won a district championship. I'm still like, dude, I want to go to the NBA. That's all I want to do. So my mentor to this day, she's like my spiritual mother, like my second mom. I was walking into her class because she was my teacher. And um, I was goofy, but I was smart. She was like, come here, let me talk to you. She was like, you know, when you walk into a classroom, when you're in front of people, you have a presence about you. You demand attention. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to the NBA. I don't know what you're talking about. And so she volunteered me to do to like the speaking at the senior breakfast. And um, from that moment, I knew like speaking and public speaking, motivational stuff was a gift that God had given me. Like it was no doubt about it. And so she started pulling me in and was like, Nate, come to church with me. I need you to get closer to God. And so from that point forward, you know, I started my speaking business, but I was just doing it for free all around communities, wherever I could do it for free. And um, I went to Capitol my freshman year, Columbus State for a semester. I went down south to A&T, to North Carolina A&T for a year, dropped out. I didn't finish school. And that's when I pursued my business like full time. So from 2016 until 2020, I've just been building, speaking, workshops, churches, all kind of stuff, just building my brand, inspiring people, and so that's where I am now. Wow, good How for you. you. 24. Okay. I know that was a lot, but... No, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Good for you. I felt like I was talking for like five minutes straight. Oh my God, they were five and nine. <laughs> my five and nine-year-old tripping me on the wrong track. <laughs> That's okay. funny. <laughs> so, back to the first question. Mm-hmm. How has dating been on your spiritual journey? Whew. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know these women are so heated. <laughs> it's been crazy. to be. To, it's been crazy because I literally, okay, so last March or April is when I chose to be celibate, to give up sex, right? Before that, I had a relationship with God, but I was still out here wilding. I was still out here having sex with multiple women. I got a girl pregnant. We had a miscarriage. It was just a mess. And so it it was crazy up until about March or April. But once I gave up sex, my judgment was super clear, right? So I was the sex wasn't an expectation, so I had to build with the woman on another level. You feel what I'm saying? So which brought me to the last girl who I was with. We weren't having sex or nothing, but it just didn't work out. But it's been, I like where I'm at because I have a clear judgment. I'm not mm-hmm. just thinking about hitting it every other night. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest. No, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. It's been crazy. Wow. So how does that conversation go when you meet someone and you tell them, like, I'm celibate? 
I mean, for the last person who I was with, she was on the same page as me. Okay. And, um, I mean, we had just ran into each other. We went to school back in the day together. We had just ran into each other at the mall. And, uh, you know, we started kicking it. And it just came out casually in conversation. I knew she was on her spiritual walk. I'm on my journey. And it just came up in conversation. I knew it was something I needed to give up for me to, like, get further in my life. And I can see, listen, a distinct change. A distinct change. I know this is. A distinct change. Good for you. Yeah. Who you what you trying to think about the girl? Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all probably do if I said her name. I ain't saying no names though. Okay. Whispering. Anyways. No. Okay. Nah. She don't get all that love. She don't get no love. Oh, okay. Nah. Okay. Okay. So do you feel like it's important to date someone who has the same beliefs as you, the same belief system and on a spiritual journey as well? I do. I do. I think that goes back to being equally yoked. Have you ever heard that term? Equally yeah. yoked? Yep. I think that's, you know, it's a spiritual term, but it's also like what you believe in, your morals, your character. Um, I do think that people who are generally alike more than different tend to last longer. I agree. Um, you need to answer this question too, because you and your spiritual journey. Chime in, come on. Sis, chime in. What's the question? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, literally. <laughs> you got it right in front of you. I know. It's, it literally just went right out of my mind. Do um, Do I believe like people? Oh, dating someone with the same beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, I do think that someone has to have some kind of understanding of who God is outside of I got a spiritual relationship with God. Like it, no, that's it's facts. deeper than that. That's right. Um learning that like it's not just like, oh I mean, I don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. Like, nah. Like that's not in all honesty, um church is almost like the vehicle. Mm. Um especially if you don't know. And I'm not a Bible thumper by no means, and that's something that I need to get better with is reading my Bible consistently, but um, it lays the groundwork. And if you don't, if you if you break it down to the lowest term, it helps you become a better person. Like, take all of the spirituality out of it, and you just want to be a better person. Facts. It lays Facts. the groundwork for that. So for me, um, knowing that ultimately I want somebody that can lead a home, lead a family, um, and really out here growing as a man, we got to be on the same page with that. That's just, it's not going to work otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you don't have to be out here quoting scripture, but <laughs> you got to have some kind of understanding and willing to um, grow in that aspect for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So this was a question that I put on here, and it really doesn't have anything to do with spirituality. But I asked this question a couple of weeks on my Insta, a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram. Um, Does education and income matter when it comes to dating? And I think the results were 50-50. I forgot what I said. I think you said no. I think I said yes. Does income and education matter when dating? When dating. No, because. I mean, who am I to judge? I didn't finish college, and I've worked jobs, or I didn't make a lot of money. So I'm not judging you because everybody, I mean, you can grow. Like, you have to start somewhere. So Well, for me, when I hear education, I wasn't thinking school. For me, I'm thinking more so where your mindset is, where you're, I don't want to call people illiterate, but 
through the dating that I went on, I was like, Jesus, Lord, help this generation. Because, <laughs> girl, like, I guess for me, education for me was kind of standing more so towards intelligence. Like, okay. I'm trying to pick your brain. Like, it is so attractive to me, like, seeing people that read, seeing people that, you know, are just on their drive. You know what I mean? To me, it's it was intelligence when I saw education. I wasn't like, do you have a degree? Do you have your master's? Do you have your PhD? Yeah. No, I want to know where your education level is in the sense of intelligence. And then income for me, I just mean, like, when I was talking about, like, having somebody that compliments you, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to keep it 100% real. I would be terrified to go all in with somebody who doesn't have a life goal and they work at McDonald's. That would terrify me as far as our financial future together. Not to say that they wouldn't grow out of that company or to say, not to say that they wouldn't, you know, maybe work for McDonald's corporate one day. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. But I know anybody. it would 100% scare me if I'm, if we meet and you're like, I work at McDonald's. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, what? But in the, And I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, are you working for McDonald's like while you're going, you know, yeah. working towards something else? No, I'm chilling. Okay, I'm going to chill over here. Right. You chill over there. I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let my homegirl see if she's looking for a date because this ain't it. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think agree. that's why I say If yes. you're working towards something. It's different. But I'm not just immediately judging you. Yes. Yeah. I looked but, at it differently. But were you talking education and income now? Like, where are you at now? Because that's a different conversation from, like, your ambition and, like, yeah. where you want to be in the future. You saying, like, somebody's income now? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff don't really matter to me. So initially, when I put the question out there, I don't know what I was listening to something, but initially I was going to say no. It doesn't matter. And then I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, for me, it does matter. Education, I'm more so meant intelligence, not necessarily yeah. a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the kind of person I like to have conversations about a multitude of things. Um, I'm really in my element when I'm talking to somebody who has an opinion about things. Yeah. So, um, intelligence is more so where I was going with that. As far as income, I don't have a dollar amount that a man has to make. Um, what I do require right now when it comes to dating and relationship is to at least be able to bring to the table what I'm bringing to the table. I have a good job have my own place, have a car, have savings. I can take care of myself. I need you to be able to do the same. I can't come kick it at your mom's house. (laughs) That's just not going to work. Yeah, but what I was thinking was, in the event that this is somebody that I marry, with me being a diabetic, if I get sick and can't work, you got to be able to take care of the house. Mm -hmm. So it was more so, again, about that sustainability that I need. So it does matter, like you said, Maybe if you own a McDonald's, we can talk about it. Right, I'm saying. They're going cool. Cool, you got your own office type shit. <laughs> um, but yes, if you're not there right now, I'm not out here making six figures, you know what I mean? But I have a plan in place to get there. So I would like to, you know, have that strategy, like you said, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're working towards. These are the goals and the plans and different things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, if we're talking, like, education, like, kind of, like, self-education as opposed to, like, formal education, I think that definitely matters because we all want to be able to hold an intelligent conversation. If I can't talk to you, it's not going to work out. I'm going to lose interest like that. Yeah, that was on a date, or I didn't even go on the date yet. I remember meeting him through, like, mutual friends. This was when I was just dating. And um, first thing, I think I talked about this one time, too. Um, One time I had somebody, like, 
I thought he was being inappropriate. He was like, when you get back from vacation, I got something you're going to like. And I was like, sir, mm. calm it down. He got me a book, and I was like, Whoa. nobody ever does that. Whoa. Nobody's ever done that. And then the to double back what I was talking about, when I met this other person, um, and we met through mutual friends or whatever, I noticed that he was also like a reader, and I was like, wow, like nobody in this generation reads for shit at all. And that's really, to an extent, stumping, stumping themselves. And then... Um, Every time he would call me, we would have like the deepest conversations I've ever had with somebody. And it was like, wow, like somebody I can finally intellectually, you know, connect with. But I mean, mm-hmm. he was, he had a lot of other shit going on, like his baby mom and shit. So uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work out. But I thought it was dope, though. Like outside of those issues, I thought it was dope that like he was like a reader. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, about his intelligence, like always looking for that self help type of thing. So for me, I think that's why I said yes. Like I was looking at intelligence and like making sure you have stability in a job, not just mm-hmm. oh I'm just, you know I'm just I'm cool. I'm working at McDonald's right now. Okay, like you pay you paying off something or something like that. No, okay. What if what if that's his hustle though? So say he's investing in like I don't know his music business or his plumbing business, but he's working at McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. But that's he's different. building himself up. Y'all cool with that? Yes, that's different. I'm talking about a dude that literally was like I had I don't have a long term. You didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> you okay with that? Yeah. I'm alright with that because that shows me that you have a long term end goal and as long as I see you working towards that if, you sit, if you're sitting here telling me that but every time we kick it you're playing your video game Okay, you're not, so you need you're to see famous. action behind the words. Of course, Actually yes. see every what, time. When yeah. I was 12 years old, I saw the, a banner in my school the first day I got in there, and it said it was in the back hallway, and it said actions over words. That's facts. Ever since then, I was like, wow, like, that's, that's real. Yo. If you don't, if you don't, you can talk all freaking day. Yo. You can talk all day. I can tell you how much I love you, whatever. But if I don't show you, it's it's not it's not doing it. It's just yeah. not. So I don't care like that. That's different. If you're like for me, I was working at a freaking Justice Kids store because I was in school trying to pay for my schooling. But that clearly, I don't work there now. That wasn't my end goal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think everybody I ran into at the time, friends or not, would know that that's not my end goal. You know, so that's that's different. But you chilling, you're not the corporate office at McDonald's. I'm I'm, I'm head out. On the flip side of that, I have I have dated a guy. Um, he was just a little bit just over the top. Like, there was no balance. It yeah. was always like, I can't just go and enjoy a movie because you got to break the movie down on some intellectual level. Yo, I, yo, I was going to ask you, have you ever met somebody who's too deep? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have deep conversations all the time. My, my brain needs to rest. Stop. Let's just talk about something dumb and simple. I mean. Dumb and simple. Yeah, let's popcorn. Like, shit. Because that's a... Nah. No, I have. You know what's sad is my dad is the reason I don't want that. Because my dad, I mentioned Kobe today, and this man took it so far. And I was like, I'm done talking to you, sir. Like, <laughs> I, all I did was turn around and say, Dad, like, because obviously, we, well, not obviously, y'all might not know this. Him and I have a really good bond. Like, he's one of my favorite people on this planet. And I was like, because that's like a father-daughter thing. I'm like, oh, my God, did you hear about, like, Kobe and his daughter? And he was like, yeah. And then, da 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 And I was like, Dad? You could have just been like, yeah, oh my God, if that was you, I'd be so sad. Right. Like, but he, my dad is too deep about everything. I could mention cats. <laughs> Freaking. Yes. Oh my God. Well, you know, cats actually, See, I can, uh, you know, the I Latin word for cat is dad. It's got to be a nice balance. It has to be yes. a balance. Because he used to ask me, and he'd be like, you know what's it? No, I don't. No, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> so now I feel stupid. Thank you. Shut up. Right. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel like a dummy. Okay. <laughs> God. So yes, it does have to be um, 
a very healthy balance. Um, there was a clip that I sent to Dario and Kim, and hopefully my phone doesn't die, and hopefully it plays, because I wanted to get everyone's opinion on this. Let me just make this here. You say in your book, there is no history of the black man settling down with one woman right. and never desiring to have another, before right. slavery, during slavery, or after slavery. The black man has never been recorded to have just one woman. Right. Well, I think there's some actual facts we can look at on that. Monogamy has failed for the white man in America. But this is like saying it's okay. It's not me saying it's okay. This is how they're living. I'm giving you a history of what their life is. Black men haven't been waiting on me to tell them it's all right to have more than one woman. Neither have white men. <laughs> you know, this is just what they do. Uh, I'm not talking about fornication and adultery. I'm not talking about one-night stands and running around rampant with other women. That's not the kinds of when I say more than one woman relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean that before we came to America, our men had more than one wife and family. And we were satisfied with it because we had not met the monogamy idea. We had not met the American white woman who, you know, insists on certain kinds of days and her man. Uh, we had not uh, learned envy and jealousy. Mm. All right. After coming here, those kinds of ideas were bred unto us because of society <laughs> and uh, the mores that the Americans made up here. And so then we started to have problems with that. But uh, I think that since it is apparent that most of them, not all of them, it's certainly up to the man, do love more than one woman. Many, I got tons of mail. A lot of black men write and tell me that they have had two women for 5, 10, 15, and 20 years, and they can't even get the women to speak to each other. Sometimes they have two families. Would I want to talk to a woman who's sharing perhaps the bed and then the, the money and the social life with, with who I would deem as my man? If you want to deal in reality and if you are not insecure and if you don't think that that robs you of something, you would want to know them. If he loves her, you certainly should want to know her. So she said there's no history of, mm -hmm. you know, this is before monogamy was introduced. My thing is like, what does that have to do with now? Right. If that was before, it's not like monogamy was already a factor, right? If she's saying that wasn't even an idea, then what does that have to do with now? But I will say this. Let's keep it 100. From a man's perspective, I know a lot of men. I know a lot of brothers. <laughs> and they out here wilding, okay? Mm -hmm. So... There are a lot of guys out here who fall into that category of <laughs> just women, women, women everywhere, everywhere. Why? I mean, I couldn't tell you. I used to kind of be that way, but. Okay, so from your perspective, why did you do it? Was it a bragging thing to be like, yeah, I got shorty? Or was it just like you were bored with one girl? 
I was getting fed in different areas from different women. Okay. So some girl, she may she be food, like right. Some some girl may be funnier and more fun to kick it with. Another one may be have better sex. A one may be able to cook. Right. A one may have transportation. You feel me? Yeah. I was being fed in different areas, which isn't healthy, but mm-hmm. that was just the reality of it. Hmm. Interesting. How y'all feel about that? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I just think, honestly, from like a biblical standard. Come on now, for Bible. me, I'm gonna need you to have just me. That's just what it is. I'm gonna need us to keep, you know, keep God in the middle, and that's it. The only other man in this place is God. That's it. Let me find out. Um, yeah, for me, I just I look at a lot of things. Like since I was a kid, I've been a future thinker. I was just talking about this this morning. I look at a lot of things from a biblical standpoint because sometimes I ask myself like, well, why do you just have one man? Like, not that it's not to say that I'd be like, hey, y'all trying to you know get this three part marriage going? No, but I kind of wonder and ask myself. And I got introduced to God like pretty early when I was a kid. Um, so for me, it was always like a biblical thing. And then when I bring up cheating and stuff like that with men, they all freaking come at me because I try to relate it to biblical and they're like, no, that's not reality. They go cheat anyway. You know who the biggest person I get into an argument with this about all the time is Manny. All the time. I mean. All the time because he doesn't understand why I relate it biblically to like not hoeing around and not having, you know, not cheating on your chick and all that type of stuff. And he just doesn't understand. He's like, here you go. Here you go again. Here you go. And I'm like, Manny, like, shut the hell up. But I don't know. I think I think she's just she tried to make it clear that she didn't think that way. But as hard as she was riding for it, she got like she probably got a sister wife. She probably do. It ain't for me. That's all I'm gonna say. And let me find out. You can get the fuck left. Wait, but so what she's saying that the women who are with one man they know each other. They're cool with it. Or what she's saying like men are out here scheming like. They know, it. they know about it, but some of them aren't okay with it. No, I, I think what she was trying to say is let's face reality. Like, we want monogamy, but truth be told, men are not out here being monogamous. Yeah. I don't think it's a blanket statement for all men. Once I got out of my feelings about it, like, what did she talk about? <laughs> and I started thinking about it. Um, if you look at Christianity, yes, the Bible says one man, one woman, but the Bible has a whole history of kings with multiple wives. Yeah. Um, granted, God got them in the end for that, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's in that's also in the Bible that yeah. there were you know men who had multiple wives. Um, apart from that, when you look at Christianity and then you look at the history of Africa and different tribes. Mm-hmm. Men yeah. had several wives, right. and I was talking to my homegirl about this, and I'm like, okay, anytime I listen to any kind of interviews or people talking about polygamy, it's never from a standpoint of, I just want to have sex with multiple women. Women are there to serve in different aspects. Some's there to take care of the family. Some are there to grow food. Some are there to manage money. They're, they all serve their purpose, and when you hear people have the interviews, they're satisfied with the life, but I think it's more along the lines of trying to build that generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was one perspective. And then also when she spoke to women being jealous. So let's think, like, like, do you think you can be in love with two people? Or do you think you have the capacity to be in a relationship with 
two men or share one man with mm. another woman because truth be told a lot of people are out here sharing a man mm. believe mm-hmm. it or not mm. so what, what's where's like when you get to the root of that why are you upset about it it's because and i and i was honest about this i said i wouldn't want to share my man because of my insecurities i would feel like maybe she's better than me or something maybe she's better sexually maybe she looks better than me that's my insecurities but if you take the insecurity out of it do we as humans have the capacity to love two people so that's a question i want to pose i'm not saying that i disagree with it but once i get out of my feelings about it and i start to think about it it's like is there some truth to what she's saying I feel like a lot of this is relative, though. Like, it's yeah. situational. For some people, they can do that. And it may be a deeper psychology with those people who can share a man, you know, something that they may have in common. I don't know, and I'm not saying this for sure, but it could be a lower self-esteem or a lower sense of self-value. I don't know. But I think, you know, a lot of people do it, so it can be done. But for me, that's absolutely... That's what I came know, up with. That, I was like, for me, it's a no. But if somebody wants to do it more power to them. Well, my mom knows she has a best friend that literally like, so I know it's, it's popular in African culture and my mm-hmm. mom has a friend, like even to this day, she has a friend that I guess going into it, I don't know if, the, if he made it clear that he wanted multiple wives, but they got married and then next thing you know, she's getting left because he's moving back home to like have a bunch of different wives. Mm-hmm. And I I personally sat down and told my mom, well, I'm like, you know, that's like, because she was tripping about it. I can't believe he did this, he did that, did it. I said, mom, you know, that's like common. I'm like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they do. And she was like, yeah, but I just think it's that, that, that. But my mom is also like, hasn't had the best experience with men. Let me mm-hmm. just yeah. say that. Um, so to me, it didn't shock me that she said that. I understood where she was coming from as far as history stands. But for me, morally, biblically, the whole nine, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't doubt that I couldn't love two people, but the same level of love, no. No. And here, I, was, another, no. here was another question I asked my friend. I said, so when you, when you think about it, we get in these relationships and we're happy. Like, everything is cool until it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. And what messes it up is you find out that you share your man yeah. or you share your woman yeah. with somebody else, but it's been going on the whole time. Yeah. You just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I guess it's like the deceit piece of it and then the jealousy comes in and then it's just this mix of emotions and it's like now you can't handle it. But again, when you didn't know it was going on, you were, you were fine. You were fine. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was interesting. Like I said, it's not for me. Um, I don't have the capacity, the time, the energy for any of that, but it was interesting. Shit, you can barely get it right with one person, let alone two, four, five. Mm-hmm. But I do think, um, to her point about women dealing with reality, I think it goes back to really understanding what your boundaries are and not settling for anything. Yeah, yeah for sure. That, like what your line is, and yep. if it's crossed, then it's like, mm-hmm. can't. Sorry to this man. Sorry to that man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to this man. We can get the fuck on today. Uh, is this a video? I think this is. Yo, so the game tweeted, why do men cheat? I'd like to know what both sides think. Enlighten me. Why do you think men cheat, right, Stanley? Um, be completely they, honest. I think men cheat because they just greedy. Like, <laughs> a man could be completely in love with his woman. Yeah. But if it's just something that's like seeming like it's the right thing to do at the time 
I think he gonna slide, but he's still gonna be in love and he gonna wanna go home. And now he's just around creating crazy people. Right, like, right, that's just right, what right, it is. Right, like, yeah. women don't just pop out crazy. Something made them crazy. Oh, wait, it's yeah. our fault? That's wait, 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 wait a minute, that's wait a minute. Wait, it's, it's, valid, men, it's the fault of a man for making a woman crazy. Yes. Yes. Why do y'all give us that power? Ooh. It's not that it's not that we gave them power. <laughs> it's the fact that y'all came in and made something seem like it was one thing Ooh, and then it wasn't. Ooh. So now you, now that you acting clueless, like you don't know what's going on, that's what's pissing people. Question really quick, yo. So the Okay, Maggie. Well, this is a trigger for me, so that's why I'm so quiet. <laughs> really? I can't. <sighs> Biggest part to me that just stood out in that video was where she was like, y'all making it seem like one thing and it's not, and then you want to act funny when you get called out and you try to make me look stupid and look dumb, but buddy, you're not on your shit. So, what the fuck? Hmm. I like Megan. Somebody now the question, why do people cheat? Male or female? I feel like from a man's perspective, um, we're naturally like conquerors, okay? So a lot of times we want... We want what we can't have, so it's like a challenge to us. We're like, you know, to see if we can get her number, to see if we can mess with her mind. This is literally how we think. See if we can toy with her, see if we can drag her out, and then ultimately have sex with her. And then that pattern may continue. You know, you may keep having sex with her, or you may just stop talking to her. But what you've done is you've damaged her, okay? So she takes that damage into another relationship, and then something, the same thing may happen, and it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Is it, why you got my post up? Yeah, why you got my post up? <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. And it, it's just a cycle. Because I've been that guy. I have people, many men that I know who are like that. And I think it's kind of like a natural thing, unfortunately. You have to really discipline yourself and reprogram your mind to not think like that. So here's a question from a man's perspective. This is out of nowhere, but not for real. So do you believe that men can be friends like so say you don't cheat but you know that your homeboy cheats can y'all still remain cool and him not being influenced for you to do the same thing mm-hmm. to your girlfriend i've been there mm-hmm. do you do you encourage him to stop or you just be like well absolutely my business okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. interesting you know how they say birds of feather flock together i don't believe that i believe it 50 50 i think it's situational because I think a lot of people, depending on how high you see people, can influence you to do certain things. Or you can be strong enough. It depends the situation. I think yeah, you can be strong enough will. too and then tell them, hey, I don't think that's the right thing you should be doing. But, but I feel like more times than not, if you're hanging out with dudes that ain't about nothing. You ain't about nothing. Yeah, more times than not. Okay, so. You silent over there, dear. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to get started. Because it's, I just have so many questions. Like, I just don't understand how, just like what she said, he can be completely in love with his girl, but he's still going to text this bitch, that bitch. Why? I just don't, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Like, I can't. I think, I think you, with you saying that, I think you have to break down what love actually means for you. Because, like... Okay, take love off the plate. You're just in a relationship with somebody. If you care about this person enough to be committed to them, then why are you entertaining other people? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, it's so scary to me to think that you're happy and you found a good person just for them to be doing 
X, Y, and Z behind your back. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, if I really care about you, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's your character. It goes yeah. back to a person's character. That's your character. And plus, women are more disciplined and able to I look be at with it. on one accord. Men are a lot okay, less so disciplined, are, I feel like, than we, women. What is us as women, what are we supposed to do with that? Well, here's the thing, too. Accept it? No, 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 no. Here's the thing, too. (laughs) Because sometimes, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but sometimes as women, y'all pick the same kind of man over and over again, expecting different results. Mm -hmm. So if you set your expectations up here and you hire your value and you're like, I'm not settling for this, 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 and that, you're going to force him to raise up to here. And then from that point, we just got to pray that Buddy is like, he really who he say he is. You feel me? Because then at that point, he still could be like a dirt bag. But I think it for me, it comes down to respect. If you respect somebody enough, respect to me is huge in, in any type of relationship, friendship, family, romantic. If you respect somebody enough, there are certain things you will not do. Like when it comes to my dad, there are certain lines I will not cross with him. Same thing with my grandparents and my mother and my, my siblings. There are certain things I'm not going to do out of respect towards them. Mm-hmm. And... I told you this the other day, D. I think cheating is the most disrespectful thing you can do to a mm. person that you care about. That just shows that that bar of respect for them is damn near at zero. You don't give a shit if you just want to run over them and then, A, not tell them about it, smile in their face the next day or the next 10 minutes after rollover, he texts you goodnight, but he about be with Shorty. That is so disrespectful to me. And for me, respect is huge in a relationship. If you do not respect me, at least at the same level as yourself, I can't do it. I can't do it. And respect and boundaries go hand in hand because when you respect somebody, those boundaries get cut. You know what I mean? There's certain things you're not going to do. You're not going to cross a certain boundary because you respect them enough not to do so. That's just, you know. I agree with that. Can be Chronicles. Respect, I think it depends on someone's... um, level of maturity mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of things yeah it can be taught too yeah. it can be shown I mean I'm not gonna lie I've cheated before but it's just because I really didn't I just wasn't in it anymore mm-hmm. but if I really like truly like I'm in love with you I'm not doing that well you may have just answered your own question then you know what I mean from your own perspective maybe uh, people cheat because they're not all the way in it but they want to act like they're all the way in it they want to give you to shut you up they want to give you what you want but at the end of the day they're not following up with those actions somebody that to me somebody that cheats does not I don't care if you tell me you care about me you just show me that you didn't I'm sorry you just did it like you don't you don't care cuz if you did if you cared enough to respect me that high you wouldn't cross that boundary with me you just wouldn't have. I don't know. I always have two sides to everything. I, it's I, yeah, it's hard. It, it, yeah, because mm-hmm. I've I've been with someone who cheated before, but then he changed. I don't. I'm not saying they can't change, but that shows when when you cheated. That shows how you saw me in that moment. You can change. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying that everybody can change. Hundred percent can change. And if I see that, then we can reevaluate. But like we said, if there's no action behind that, I'm I'm good. But I don't think people can't change just because, like, you know, they were in a low spot and they cheated and their headspace wasn't right, whatever. Okay, cool. Take the time to work those things out then with yourself and heal. You know what I mean? Before you insert yourself in somebody else's life. You know what I mean? Like, self-heal first, please. 
please. A lot of people are not out here healing. They're just yes. They're they're mm-hmm. filling that they're filling that void. They're using another person's attention or emotion to fill a void within themselves instead of genuinely taking the time to heal and not entertain, not flirt, not date, nothing. They're just, oh, God, this relationship didn't work out, but I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be bored. And another one. Yes, and they will jump. I mean, I've done it. They will jump from next relationship to next relationship. Yes, and it's just because you're filling that void. But think about it. If that's the start of y'all's relationship, it's already not healthy because you guys are not healthy people. Maybe the other person might be, Mm -hmm. but you are not a healthy person. You're too vulnerable right now to genuinely... I don't want to use the wrong term, but genuinely give yourself to that person. That may be the wrong term to use, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't disagree with Kim. I, you know, I see things from a lot of different mm-hmm. um, angles. And one thing that you said is cheating shows me, I think you said something like how you saw me in that moment of your level of respect for me. And I think you got to dig a little bit deeper. Um, the reason why I said that is because something that I've been working on lately is, and it's not to say you should take a cheater back, but something I've been working on a lot lately is grace and mm. forgiveness. Um, I think sometimes, and this is situational, I think cheating is more so about how you see yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. come on now. Versus how you see me. Because I don't think in every situation that when someone is cheated on, the person who did the cheating doesn't respect you or doesn't love you or doesn't care about you. That person is in a low place. And it goes back to what Kim said. You need to heal. So then that way you're not out here damaging other people because of your brokenness. So I, like like I said, one thing I'm learning is like it's never really about The other you. person. You know what I mean? It's, it's what that other person is going through and what they're dealing with and how it's manifesting. And then it's thrown onto you in a sense so I think in relationships you really have to dig deep and I was having this conversation the other day like it's crazy because we never really realize until you get a little bit older how our our childhood Mm -hmm. affects us and how that shapes us as adults um and it's not for you to stay and hold somebody's hand through that like you know your line and like I said you have to figure out your line and if that person is crossing it what's your next step yeah um but the whole cheating thing like I said I don't agree with it but it's not just as simple as you don't love me you don't respect me you don't care about me I don't think it's always that you know what I mean like people are really out here dealing with some things that we can't even come close to understanding. We can't even figure out our own stuff, let alone trying to figure out somebody else's stuff. So I really think it just, you really have to look at the person and look at the intent and it's a lot of different factors and I'm learning because I'm a very black and white person that it's not always black and white. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, agree true. with that. That's like when they said, they've always told you since you were kids, when you bully somebody, it's because you're not happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. I could see the same thing with the cheating thing. You know, you're you're self-sabotaging because you're not happy with yourself. No. True. So, I wanted to bring up your post. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, funny enough, my best friend sent it to me in a DM, and it was before I even paid attention that it was your post, and I was like, my response was literally like, I don't know, we in the ghetto. I don't know. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. the post says, the quickest way to lose a man is to have sex with him. Yes, he's there physically, but 
he's he's physically there, but mentally he's somewhere else. You didn't give him anything to work for in his head. Your value is now lowered and the mission is complete. Um, when I read it initially, I said, I don't know, because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I think it goes back to character. You can sleep with somebody on the first date and y'all end up married. You can wait six months and he leave you right after. Y'all can get married and get divorced. Like, you can wait till marriage and it still not work out. So I think it's one of those things. And I don't, what I didn't like about it is it's like, it's placing this, almost this rule on women to just hold out because he's going to respect you more. No, if he doesn't respect women, you hold now ain't going to make him respect you. It's a character thing for me. Um, I mean, I do think that people should consider not having sex because it does make things a lot more clear. Um, whether you're doing that in the name of celibacy or just taking a break or whatever the case may be, it does allow you to see people more clear. But I think that's something that goes back to a person's character. If they're going to do you wrong, they're going to do you wrong regardless of how long you wait or don't wait. Yeah, I agree. In that. my opinion. I agree. There you go. She, she, she done with us. <laughs> I mean, when I put the post up, because that was the post, but a lot of people disregarded the caption, and I also added in there, because, you know, some women were mad at me, they're like, you know, it's always attacking women, you're degrading women, I'm like, I'm not attacking women at all, if you read the rest of the caption, you'll see that I said, you know, um, like, growing with a man outside of sex will really show you his interest in you. Like, you don't have to sleep with a man just to keep him. Right. Because I have a lot of women friends who come with, to me with, with their issues, and it's like, you know, I'm sleeping with him, and I'm sleeping with him, and he's not responding back to me. He's not calling me back. And I'm like, you have to realize that once you let this man in, once you have sex with him, that was his mission. That's why he's not talking to you anymore. Mm-hmm. So for me, I know my perspective was from my inner circle people that I rock with. Um, and I, I think, you know, some people took it to heart. Some people took it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be an empowerment for women because I'm just trying to give you all, like, you know, the man's perspective. And obviously it's not every man in the world. Some men are not like that. But a lot of men that I know personally, and I know I used to be that same way, have that mindset. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's not just on the woman to, um, you know, not have sex with the man. Because, I mean, people weren't even, I was going to get to the man's part as well. You know, the man has to look for other things beyond sex in a woman, you know, to get fulfillment and to really get to know her. But, you know. It was on my heart, and I created a post, and I got some backlash for it, but also got okay. some love and some agreement for it. I think some people misunderstood the purpose of it, which I can see how that could happen, but, you know, I still agree, you know, and stand behind it wholeheartedly. Yeah, I respect it. I definitely think you you have a good point. Um, I, like I said, I think another thing to be considered is just someone's character, too, in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't have any more questions, but I want to keep talking. I don't don't know. And it's tough now, you know, because we're in, like, the era where, I mean, sex is is glorified. Um, Having multiple women is glorified. You know, it's just so much influence and so much exposure everywhere that I feel like it's kind of difficult for a lot of people to want to be with just one person or to withstand from sex or whatever, but... You know, 
I say, I say, wait, ladies. I'm not saying wait till marriage, but I'm saying wait. I definitely agree with waiting. <laughs> How long do y'all say wait? Do you ever? So, I'm not gonna say I'm celibate. Mm-hmm. Um, I am abstinent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the says that's the thing me and God gotta talk about. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, I think that. You like I said it for me. I'm able to see things more clear um, mm-hmm. and see people more clear without sex being involved. I think it just jumbles everything. It just all your emotions. It just gets really messed up. Um, it, it's for me. It's not that hard. I can't say that for anybody else because I start thinking about like people I have had sex with and just how I felt about it. Like, I don't want to go through the whole, oh, I feel like crap the next day Mm -hmm. or thinking about it later, like, oh, I shouldn't have did that or whatever the case may be. And just honestly and truthfully, like, if I don't connect with you on other levels, the sex is not, it's not good to me. Like, I don't connect sexually if I'm not connected to you mentally. So, for me, that's just why I'm kind of waiting. I don't know, ladies, I feel like and you just you don't know how people are moving out here like male female everybody's out here really messed up like i hear stories all the time just about how somebody did somebody and it's just people ain't out here having safe sex and it's just i'd rather be safe than sorry yeah at this point and not having sex is just a better option for me personally for me i mean i've i've waited in every situation except one um just kind of from a moral standpoint like and if you know me you know like I'm big on my morals and everything like that and I just can't I can't come to to be sleeping with any and everybody with no connection no bond nothing like that and like for me I did the abstinence thing for a while um and like you said it does bring that clarity you know and it's like you said Nate you build a deeper connection because you have to find more than just Oh, and we're on bad terms, or we're like mad at each other. Let's just touch each other's bodies. No, you got to sit down and have like a real conversation to get back to, like, get back to like that headspace where y'all was good. Um, I don't know. I mean, mine's as simple as that. I just morally can't do it. It's just I can't like it. Like you said, I almost would not hate myself, but I'd be disappointed in myself the next day. Like, damn, like you know, you didn't have to do that. You was just you was just feeling it. Yeah. Like, and for me, I hate disappointing myself because I'm hard on myself like really hard on myself and for me I don't like that feeling like that's what I said it happened once and it never happened again I don't I didn't like the feeling it was hurtful to myself based off of a choice I made mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that to myself mm-hmm. so I do have a question though because I've never dated a man who is abstinent or celibate how does that work like the girl you said that you were previously dating mm-hmm. both of y'all mm-hmm. were on the same path with that like I just can't imagine like it I would be really turned on but at the same time it's like I, I like what you're it's doing tough. Like, it's <laughs> tough so here's the thing it's, it's very very tough because we're human beings we get horny we right. want to have sex especially when you're like intimate when you're close with your yeah. partner and stuff like that it's a hard thing that's why it takes a lot of prayer, yes. a lot of like yes. real talk. It takes yeah. a lot of like discipline. But for me, like I have a lot of friends, not a lot, but I've met a group of friends who are also celibate as well. So that on top of reading stuff daily, 
like it's literally a daily battle. Yeah. Because yeah. if I can be all the way real with y'all, I was watching porn like almost every day. This is back when I was still having sex. So removing that on top of sex was difficult, but I mean, it's tough. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. They're like rules, like okay, you gotta leave my house at seven no, o'clock. No, I just, I, it's what? that it's that discipline. It's it's where, like you said, if y'all are, like blew up and caught about, like you, you gotta try not to. I mean, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's really hard. Like it's definitely hard. And I have a, I have a friend. Um, they're both my friends now because it's my best friend and her boyfriend and um, we're all pretty close but they've been together for three years and have been like abstinent the whole time are they waiting until marriage mm-hmm. okay yeah cool. and cool. i for me i think that's so dope like that they've been able you know to do that and like because they're both on that spiritual journey like i remember when her and i first met like she was not a religious person at all mm. and it was kind of her boyfriend that she had met now that was kind of like he told her his headspace which was that you know i'm actually like i you know i've had sex in the past it just didn't really do it for me he was looking for a deeper connection a better connection and she came from um you know a relationship in the past where she was having sex so this was her first initial like well i care about him enough i'm gonna do it you know what i mean i think that's the low-key what it comes down to is if you care about that person enough and you care about your journey enough, you'll be strong enough not to do those things. And like he said, it's a daily battle and you really just got to remind yourself why you're doing it. Are, are y'all familiar with the? I'm gonna cut you off. Y'all no, familiar no. with uh, Megan Good and Devon Franklin and their mm-hmm. story? I have the Did you read it? I got the half of it. Yeah. Cause I'm I got maybe have like 20 more pages. What you mm-hmm. think about it? It was good. It was it was kind of hard to keep my attention at first, but mm-hmm. I think it was just because I was tired. Every mm-hmm. time I would try to read it, I was sleepy. Um, but I thought it was it was a pretty good book, um, and I like the fact that they didn't deny like we wanted each other. Like yeah. it was hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just can't. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it would be really really hard. Like, it's hard, but but you can do that. And in the book, they talk about like practical ways, like yeah. maybe if you guys are are doing stuff together, maybe go into a public setting. Yeah, you know, just being conscious and and like leaving at a certain time, yeah. not doing certain activities. But for me and her, we're very strong willed, but we were very attracted to one another. Yeah. So when we started kissing and stuff, <laughs> it would it would get to a level. And then we would just be like, yo, you know what? You know, I'm going to just, yeah. I'm going to head out. All right, I'm going to head out. (laughs) I'm going to head out. No, yeah, it's hard, but like, I don't know. Go ahead, sorry. No, never mind. No, come on. Why? I can't get a fucking thought out. Sorry. (laughs) You got a lot going on up there, don't you? It's fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm shut down for the rest of the show. You can't get a thought out because we're talking too much. Yes. Oh, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Me either. So you got the mic. I can't. Yeah. I'm shut down. Pretty much. So. Okay. Go ahead. Well, there was one more thing on the outline before we wrap up. Um, And it says, what would you choose? You can only pick one. Mm. Travel the world for free. Successful marriage, debt cleared, win the lottery, no bills for life, live forever. 
I don't know. I looked at this earlier and I couldn't really pick. I know I don't want to live forever. I already know what I got. Um, I want a successful marriage. Amen to that. Um, I don't know. My top two would be successful marriage and travel the world for free. I don't know which one I will pick of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I I would choose no bills for life because I could not try to be funny with all that money I'm making from working. I could travel the world. Good point. You know, I don't. I'm saving all my money. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Um, and then successful marriage can kind of come from. Traveling the world for free. With your pants. Like, um, <laughs> you could clear your debt because you ain't got no bills. You gonna feel like you won the lottery every damn day. And you ain't gonna live forever no way. So for me, it was no bills. And then you just apply your money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking about where I expect to be in the future. And I know if I have a successful marriage, I plan on making a lot of money. Like, I expect to have a lot of money. So my bills are gonna be taken care of. I feel like me and her can travel. I don't need to win a lottery because I'm going to have a lot of money already. And live forever, I mean, uh, I go home, back to the kingdom. I'm going to go with successful marriage. I I just want to be in love and happy for the rest of my life. That's all. That's a dope thing, y'all. Like a happy, successful, long-term marriage. If I gotta pick one of the two, come on. Oh, it's tough. Um, I guess I'll, I'm gonna go with successful marriage. Oh, come on, successful marriage. Yeah, me and my husband can travel the world. Okay. Well, um, Nate, let everybody know where they can find you again. You guys can find me on Instagram at Nate Jamison Speaks. My Twitter is Speak Nate Speak, and my Snapchat is. NJ Jameson. That's N J J A M E S O N. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, to our listeners, please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. We will be doing a live QA soon. Um, so please email us, DM us questions that you would like to know um, about the three of us. Kim? Got anything? This no, is thank you. You know, you know she, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Thank y'all for listening. I think it was a good show. So, share this. Tag your friends and share it. Y'all do not do that every time. Tag your friends, <laughs> post it, put it on your story. Share it, please. All right, y'all. We out.